0: Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Raley here. And Brother Rufus is in Montreal, Canada. We're not sure why. No, actually. Actually, he is arguing a case. And I. he says that he is probably, uh, he's been there this week, and I guess he had to wear a robe not a not a terry cloth robe, but a robe and a Did he have
1: to wear a wig?
0: Too? That was my first question, and he said he didn't think so. But I was praying that he would have to, just uh, for the Facebook shot. <laughs> when you wouldn't you just love to see Rufus in, in a wig and robe and a fifty dollar cigar. <laughs> but he didn't have it. Uh, apparently, did not have to wear one. Uh, He may call this morning. We'll see. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Dan Stern is with us, uh, director of the Botanical Gardens in Chapel Hill. Dan, thank you very much for coming over here this morning. It's great to be back, Mike. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. We'll talk more about uh, all uh, that's going on there coming up. Uh, My good friend Gerald Adams is also here from the Centennial Campus at NC State. Good morning. Yeah, it, uh, it, that Carolina hat looks good, doesn't it?
1: Well, I thought that
0: PTF had finally changed over to the well. That's right. side. That's right. That well, it would I'm, be appropriate. I got right? two uh, Carolina graduates, and then you, Dan, was coming morning. too. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's fine. I have uh, I have money in both. I don't wear it a lot at work. Let's just <laughs> put it like <laughs> I, just put it like I, that. You have to you <laughs> have to walk around with, you <laughs> with your head down or something. I don't know. At any rate, yeah, uh, you know, they're they're. Uh, it's not that bad. The no. rivalry, no, no, that's right. No, it's good. Just, competitive it's all rivalry. for fun. Yeah. 9783 and Andrea Lane is with us from Mitchell Hello. County. Hey, Andrea, what's Hi. the temperature? What's the temperature this morning? Oh, about fifty-two. Fifty-two. How about that? <laughs> now, how close are you to Mount Mitchell?
2: Um. It's a bit of a drive maybe 45 minute drive Oh
0: okay so is that not in Mitchell County? Uh, you
2: know I don't know I don't believe it is I think yeah I can, that makes
0: it's, sense it's nothing <laughs> nothing else makes sense in North Carolina either when it comes you know, Beaufort's not in Beaufort County for instance yeah, well, Henderson's you know, the, not in Henderson right. County. <laughs>
2: all the counties are so small it would be hard to get everything in that I
0: place. guess yeah but uh, it's it's so it's about 45 minutes away yeah yes I think yeah. they're having yeah. thirty degree temperatures in the morning or overnight, really? yeah wow,
2: yeah, this week yeah. when
0: it was when it was chillier, it's going to start warming yeah. up again.
2: There are some times when you know my husband will suggest you know, hey, you want to go over to or we can we have guests in town, you want to take them up to Mount Mitchell, and I'm like, I oh, don't know, I don't want to be that cold right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You've become too southernized, yeah. it's, Andrea.
2: It's windy. It's windy and cold.
0: Though. I know. Yeah, it is. Obviously. I love the terrain, Even if though.
2: It's in May, you know.
0: Yeah, so that that's a great yeah. trip if you're if you're between Boone and if you want to drive from Asheville to Boone or vice versa. Mount Mitchell's uh-huh. on the way, so uh, hey, check you know that what? out.
2: I think my Mike around here everything is a nice drive.
0: I bet. That's, yeah, that's true. And I
2: just can't seem to get over it. Everywhere I go there's a beautiful view. <laughs> oh
0: wow. So how about the leaves now? They're they're definitely starting to change, I'm sure. They are uh, here. You know,
2: some of the early stuff, like our um we have some Ohio buckeyes in our yard and I noticed last year they their leaves really didn't change. They went from green to brown and dropped like in <laughs> oh. September. Mm, that's not and good. so that's going on. But there there isn't any like, you know, nice nice colors yet and a lot of things things are mostly still green. Hmm, nice. And the solid the solidago, the goldenrod is out well, in force.
0: You must not have a lot of maples there because our maples are are certainly changing color.
2: Yeah, yeah. We um surrounding my, you know, my uh my house, we don't have that many maples.
0: Well, what's your, uh... But you're right. Don't we you? You said you'd go other places other than your house.
2: Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I you was know, I, I downtown a lot yesterday, and there's some big maples there. I didn't see any of them changing. That's at 2,400 feet.
0: Now that's downtown um, what?
2: Downtown Bakersville.
0: Bakersville, yeah, okay. All right.
2: Home of the Rhododendron Festival.
0: Yeah, when is that coming up? More, no. no, that's a spring <laughs> thing, isn't it? That's in the spring. That's what am I thinking of? of? That's when the brighter tentered bloom. Oh well. Yep. Oh well.
2: Yeah. I saw some pruncepsia blooming yesterday. Yeah. What's up with
0: that? I don't know. Don't ask me. It it's just just our I crazy know. weather. a thing. Yeah, the
2: thing. I'm so I'm, I'm in such good company this morning.
0: Um, you are, you really are, and, and <laughs> such uh, nice folks, uh, knowledgeable folks. Uh, I hope people will call and uh, and challenge them some this morning, <laughs> which is hard to do. Dan, yeah. you've got something really big coming up. It's not the rhododendron festival, but... Not yet,
3: not (laughs) yet. Not that big.
0: Uh, No, we've got our annual fall plant
3: sale happening next weekend, Saturday the 24th from 9 to 2. Uh, This is a big event for us because it's such a nice time of year to get things established in the ground. Mm -hmm. We'll have 150 different species of uh, southeastern native plants, herbaceous perennials, shrubs, trees, ferns, the whole gamut. So
0: maybe our last 90 degree day will be Thursday, so you can get into the. That's what it's looking like. So get get fingers into the crossed. festival nicely. So what will be available?
3: Uh, well, we'll have a lot of different flowering perennials. Uh, Andrea just mentioned solidago. We got lots of species of solidago. Uh, we do have some deciduous azaleas. These are native to the southeastern U.S. We'll have some of those available. Uh, mm. Lots of different trees and shrubs, um, ferns, uh, native grasses. So, uh, really, something for every you know every niche in the landscape.
0: Mm, wonderful, and uh, folks can. Join the botanical gardens too, which is a nice thing.
3: Yeah, that's right. Uh, membership is a, a you know a huge part of what keeps us running, um, and a great way to support the garden. Members also get a discount on plant purchases, uh, public programs, and classes, uh, and most importantly, being first to know about what's going on at the botanical garden.
0: Now, parking—I'm sure—with something like that is always a challenge. Y'all do have parking, and I'm sure the Finley Golf people don't want you to park there. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> maybe
3: not at the golf course, but, um, uh, for our bigger events, we're starting to, uh, use the Finley athletic fields oh, just down great. the road and then run a shuttle. So that's uh, wonderful. Okay. Last, last year for our fall plant sale, it felt like we had just enough. Uh, we kept the, our parking lot full, but mm-hmm. we didn't have to send a whole lot of people, you know, to satellite sites. So I'm um, hoping this year pans out the same.
0: Wonderful. So that's, is, is that just Saturday? It's just Saturday. We have a
3: uh, we have a members event uh, that's kind of a preview Uh on Friday. Uh, This year we're doing uh, kind of a timed entry because that's been such a um, popular event.
0: Is that um, did I have starting gates or anything? That's right. Out of the block, <laughs> out of the block, with your wagon, and go get some plants. <laughs> oh, it's such a pretty place. If you have never been to the Botanical Gardens, we're so lucky in the state uh, to have the Duke Gardens and and uh, the Ralston Arboretum and the Botanical Gardens, all in this this uh, great area we live in. Uh, please take advantage of that and um, and contribute. To these uh, these beautiful gardens too, to help them keep going. Now, Gerald has his own problems over there with the, that huge centennial campus and deer and deer, deer, golf deer, balls ending deer, up deer, over deer, in deer, there. Deer.
1: Bane of my existence. Uh, yeah, it was not funny. I guess ironic would be the better word. You know, all these years getting questions from people but I've got deer, something's eating, you know, whatever the case may be, and i you know, you'd kind of tell them stuff, and then. Once I moved over to state, for real, had to finally deal with it. And, you know, one of my articles here, I think maybe three years ago in the Weekend Gardener was, Our Deer Can't Read because I was planting things that were supposedly deer-resistant. And, well, our deers <laughs> found them yummy and ate them up. So it's, with everything else in gardening, it's just that learning curve. You sometimes can prepare yourself all you want to, mm-hmm. but until you give it a sh- shot yourself, you don't really know how things are going to turn out. So that's uh our population is getting larger. I don't know. I must have seen five or six phones running around already this summer. And with the construction we've got going on, some of their habitats being, you know, removed. So it's just they're everywhere.
0: Yeah, so learn certainly.
1: To, learn, learn to live with it, but still frown while you're doing it. So what are
0: you all are y'all planting anything yet?
1: I just started last week. I had some areas that need where we had had uh, some issues over the summer. Um Places that were unirrigated, plants that had kind of lived their usefulness. So we've started redoing some things last week. I've got, uh, I'm going to plant some shrubs this week. I've got some ornamental grasses I'm planting this week, next week. Uh, Probably a couple of weeks, I've got uh, a little bit of work on some green roofs where uh, the green roofs are always a challenge because four of the ones I have. Don't have irrigation on them, and there just are times when you've got 95 degrees and sunny day after day after day after day that you you know you try to get up there and get a, some water on them best you can to take some of that stress off of them. But you you have instances where the plants give up on you, uh, and you, we from time to time have to fix those up. And that that'll be. I'm waiting. Well, I was going to start on that this week too, but the 91, 91, 90, 91, whatever. Monday through Thursday, I'll probably put that off to a wee bit
0: cooler Mm -hmm. for that.
2: Wow, I can't believe it's that hot though.
0: Yeah, I know it is. Actually,
2: I can believe it, and that's one of the reasons I moved.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got
1: spoiled this week. We finally had some cooler weather and some really low humidity, and it almost felt kind of like fall was around the corner.
2: Yeah, yes. We've we've been having a string of glorious weather. It's maybe 52 now. But in a, you know, just a couple of hours, it'll be in the uh, high 60s and then it will get, you know, all the way into the 70s and maybe even past 80. But that's it. <laughs> and it's dry. Sounds it's, uh, delicious. We two weeks of no rain and and very, very low humidity. It's been, and I'm,
0: it's been I'm sure that's a problem for you. It's a problem for Dan and and for Gerald, the lack of rainfall and the, the lower humidity. Star, started back hand-watering <laughs> again, and yeah. I'll probably,
1: uh, three days next week, I'll probably spend three hours a day hand-watering some stuff to finish finish out the summer.
3: Hmm. Yeah,
1: right. we do I'll a lot. I'll of- remember
2: that, Gerald. I won't, <laughs> I won't complain about my little bit of watering I need to do today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Dan,
3: uh, I was just going to say about half of our campus is irrigated off of harvested <laughs> rainwater. We've mm-hmm. got you know sixty, seventy thousand gallons of storage, uh, you know, off of our new education center, and um, that's good. For, it'll get us through a couple of weeks, but we're now like pushing the envelope, and um, that gets to dire situation.
0: Hmm. Wow. Well, well, we don't. Uh, I, I remember several years ago everybody had a rain barrel, yep. and uh, cisterns were. Or <laughs> becoming yeah. popular, and xeriscaping, uh, which is uh, you know basically growing dry right. plants, plants that, that don't require a lot of water, as they they do in Arizona, for instance. But I, I don't know. Sometimes that's not a good idea either, because we can have rainy seasons and kill some plants.
1: It just it'll do. It- Mother Nature has a way of doing opposite of what you anticipate or need, <laughs> so, so, so often, yeah. uh, and it's uh, it, it just becomes a, a challenge. Of course, I re- you know I grew up on a tobacco farm, and I don't know how many times I've heard my father say, you know, dry weather will scare you to death, wet weather will ruin you. We can do something about the dry, right. Some of the right. times, we right. can find some means to irrigate and provide water but you can't do much about the too much water
0: you can't get even get into the field sometimes
1: plants drown and that's you know
0: when you're a farmer that's all she wrote uh, for you so it's always a challenge sure 919-860-9783 more of the weekend gardener coming up here on WPTF it's 821 For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. Yes, it has uh, been a, a great tradition for so many years. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero wptf Mike Rayley here. Uh, Gerald Adams uh, with us uh, from the... Uh, Uh, great university, University uh, of North Carolina at Raleigh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, NC State University, of course, and uh, (laughs) Centennial Campus. And Dan Stern is is the uh, director of the Botanical Gardens in Chapel Hill. Andrea Lane is a master gardener in Mitchell County, formerly Durham County. Uh, Durham County is, uh, last time you were on, did you mention that did, were they having a plant sale, or were they recruiting for Master Gardener Program?
2: Well, at that time, both, but now they're just recruiting. The plant sale is in the past. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, yes, they are recruiting for a class to begin in January. Um, and uh, anyone interested, to call the, the office there, 919-560-0528.
0: All right. Very good. Uh, Josh Logan is, is with us, uh, a very, very busy gentleman. <laughs> and uh, Josh, thank you, buddy. I appreciate so much you being on with us this morning. And you, you have a, a, a grand opening to tell us about today.
4: We sure do. Yeah, thank you, Mike, for having me today. Sure. It has been a busy week getting ready for our uh, big celebration at uh, our new location called Grasshopper Farm. This is a, a secondary uh, a location for uh, the Logan family, and it's located out in Nightdale.
1: My neck of the woods, yeah, Josh. There you go.
0: It's on Pool Road. It, it, it,
4: that's right. It's at 8004 Pool Road uh, in Nightdale, and that's right at the corner of uh, Grasshopper Road and Pool Road, which is uh, part of the inspiration for the name Grasshopper Farm. It's a 16-acre family farm uh, that we've owned now for several years, but prior to that, it was uh, in the Broadwell family, which anybody from that neck of the woods would recognize the Broadwell name. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, an old country store that sits on the corner of Pool and Grasshopper Roads that for almost 100 years was, uh, was a country grocery uh, called Broadwell Grocery, and uh, we had the privilege of, of purchasing that. Uh, property from the Broadwell family, and have spent the last uh, about 14, 15 months restoring the old store. It, it dates back to the 1890s, and uh, we've been able to bring it back to life. And uh, we we have a a farm stand out there where we're selling plants, um, flowers, as well as produce that's grown right there on the farm. And uh, we have a four-acre corn maze that's going to be opening today for the first time. And we're having grand opening festivities uh, both for the corn maze and for the, the country store. And uh, today we're going to have live music as well as uh, food and all kinds of festivities from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I just wanted to call in and invite everyone listening to come out and join us for uh, kids of all ages, the corn maze is a really fun way to spend uh, an autumn afternoon. Uh, We think that on average it'll take most folks about uh, 30 to 45 minutes to work their way through the the corn maze. Um,
0: This is not like the one in Harry Potter, I was saying.
4: I I don't think it's quite like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) But it is is, uh, sufficiently challenging that um, adults will certainly enjoy uh, working their way through and finding uh, finding their way out. Uh, and then we have a mini maze uh, made with uh, hay bales for the really young kids uh, who may not be up to going through the corn maze. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have all kinds of games as well. And like I said, some uh, live bluegrass music and uh, some really good... Uh, inexpensive food treats for everyone and uh, we've got some of the most beautiful pumpkins that you could hope for and the hay that's grown right there on the farm uh, so lots of lots of things to enjoy uh, and also with the autumn weather giving us the tease this weekend uh,
0: Josh hold a on a, a second stuff. and let us uh, do a little news and we'll come back sure all right we'll be back with more of the weekend gardener here on WPTF Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All righty. We're uh, back on WPTF. Uh, Gerald Adams is with us. Andrea Lane, a master gardener up in Mitchell County and uh, formerly of Durham County. And uh, Dan Stern of uh, the Botanical Gardens. A uh, big sale going on out there. Josh Logan is uh, with us this morning to, to talk about uh, Grasshopper Farms that uh, is opening and, I guess, Kind of the grand opening today, Josh.
4: That's right. We've been uh, we've been open since the first of August, but sort of getting things set up. And today's our grand opening celebration. And uh, thank you for having me on today. You're
1: sure, Josh. What are the hours going to be there?
4: So our normal hours are ten thirty to five thirty, Monday through Saturday, and we're closed on Sundays. Uh, our our celebration today, the festivities are from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, today. And like I was saying before the break, we're going to have uh, uh, live music. We'll have uh, food. There's going to be uh, popcorn popped on site as well as uh, snow cones that we're, we're making there. There's going to be ice cream, hot dogs. Uh, and we, uh, we'll have pumpkin painting for the kids, all sorts of games. And, of course, I was telling you all about our, our corn maze. We're real excited about it. We have, we've uh, got a local fellow named Wayne Batten who actually lives in the Wendell area uh, and has been featured on WRL and several other media outlets who, who does this as a retirement career.
0: Is that the Wayne Batten that was with the Extension Service in Wake yes, County? Yes, it is. He oh, was, my uh, gosh. Mm-
4: he was with Wake County for, for years. Yeah,
0: and
1: down... Um, Pender County.
0: Yeah, and Pender, he we, was the uh, head we, of the extension We allow Wendell
1: there. people to come to Nightdale <laughs> when they bring a useful skill. With yeah. Them. And or Wayne, Wayne certainly Wayne, has.
0: Them. Wayne certainly does have them. How about that? That's wonderful.
4: I mean, he's a great guy. He, he is. Tremendous uh, resource, not just uh, in the corn maze business, but uh, every time you talk to him, uh, you can hear his many, many years of extension uh, service coming out. He's always... Got a curiosity about whatever crop it is that they're right. growing, or
0: especially tobacco. Or Boy, he can talk all day about tobacco.
4: You know, he sure can. I, I was uh, visiting my wife's family in Brazil the uh, past couple of weeks. Uh, been our our first time getting to go down there in quite a while, uh-huh. and uh, I was messaging back and forth with with Mister Batten, uh, and told him I was in Brazil, and he's like whereabouts in Brazil? Anyhow, long story short, he had gone down there many years ago for a tobacco conference yeah. in Brazil, and he was telling me how their uh, their farming style uh, at that time, which was, I don't, I don't know, maybe the early 2000s, was reminded him of a lot of how farming in North Carolina was back in the 50s and 60s. So that's just an interesting aside. Uh, but like I said, Mr. Batten, he uh, he designed the corn maze for us and, and cut it. He's got a real neat system with a uh, GPS set up on his on his uh, lawn tractor, and he designed a a really fun and challenging maze that has a has a grasshopper designed into it to honor our our name, Grasshopper Farm. And like I said, today is the first day that the corn maze will be open, and we invite everybody to come out and enjoy. That'll be open. Uh, From now through the end of October on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, uh, we'd love to have folks come out. You can bring your family, your uh, girl or Boy Scout troop, uh, the church youth group, or uh, even school groups. We'd we'd welcome everybody to come out, and uh, we've got a great array of pumpkins. Uh, We've been growing pumpkins on the farm, uh, hay bales from hay harvested on the farm, and uh, of course, your fall flowers like mums and pansies, and uh, many other of your uh, landscape staples, shrubs, and perennials, and all that. So we just love to see everyone, and, and thank you for the opportunity to tell folks about Grasshopper Farm. It's uh, again, it's located at 8004 Pool Road uh, in Nightdale. Which, if you're plugging it into your GPS, Nightdale is uh, 27545.
0: Or you can and, put in K-Town.
4: There <laughs> you go. I, I don't know if Google does K-Town. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's pretty easy to access. Uh, you can either come straight. If you're coming from from Raleigh or uh, Points West, you can come on Pool Road all the way down. Or uh, you can grab uh, I-87 or 264, as, as it's also known, from the Beltline and get off on Hodge Road and then turn left on Pool Road. And you can't miss us. So uh please come out and join us, whether it's today or another day. We'd love to we'd love to see everybody and appreciate the opportunity to be on the weekend gardener.
0: All right. Always uh, great having you on, Josh. And and you have a wonderful day. Don't work too hard, bud. Oh,
4: I promise you I will. <laughs>
0: I'm sure you will. <laughs> you yeah, have to every day. All right, Josh. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. All right, bye. bye. That's uh, Josh Logan, uh, one of the owners of Logan. Uh, you know, the Logan family owns uh, Logan Trading Company and now Grasshopper Farms out in uh, Nightdale on Pool Road. So uh, join them out there. That sounds like a lot of fun today. So I bet you all have a lot of things uh, going on in, in, M- in Mitchell County. And the the Rhododendron Festival is is uh, in the spring, but what do you all have in the fall? Anything?
2: Uh, well, let's see. Uh, there's a lot of pottery. Lots of pottery, lots of artists here. So, uh, Potter's Market is coming up later this month. Uh And um, there's a Mountaineer Festival in October
4: Mountaineer and
2: Apple Butter Festival. So, and that's kind of cool because there's, uh, you know, all sorts of traditional, um, they turn traditional, I don't want to say craft, but, um, you know, things like, you know, lumberjacking. (laughs) into little contests.
0: So that's uh, uh, something you're flexible. thinking about taking up, Andrea? <laughs> no,
2: no, no. Actually, um, I might be asked, answering questions at a booth, and I'll be uh, kind know looking at <laughs> sure. the activities from afar. But it's fun. You know, that kind of stuff is fun. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the state fair. You know, lots of interesting, fun things to watch.
0: All right, let's uh, let's head up to the mountains of Virginia and talk to our friend Major Dave, who we haven't heard from for a while. Major Dave, so nice hearing from you, but Rufus is not here today. He's in Canada. Hello, Major Dave. Good morning, sir. Hey, Major, it's so nice to hear from you. What what's the temperature in the mountains of Virginia this morning?
5: I don't know because I'm sitting over here on Capitol Boulevard in Raleigh. <laughs>
0: oh no, are you? And you know Rufus. Studio. Rufus is. Are, are are you near our studio? I'm about five minutes away. Well, well, come on by. We'll uh, we'll let you let you come on up. Rufus is not right. here, however. Rufus is in right. Montreal, Canada. <laughs> He's been exiled. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, I I just wanted to come by and drop something off to you.
0: All right. Well we'll uh we'll we'll come down we'll uh come down about nine o'clock. About fifteen okay, minutes. That
5: sounds great.
0: All right, Dave. Fantastic. Do you, do you uh are 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 you growing anything this fall?
5: Um I I did not have time to do fall crops. We had such a bad result this year with our regular uh spring crops um the deer the raccoons
0: are they're, they're just predatory yeah yeah they sure are and uh, you have a really big garden so that's uh it, it it takes a lot uh i'm sure especially in the spring to deal with that so uh we will i, I know rufus is sorry that he's not he's not here to see you but uh we'll we'll come down to, did you uh have any questions this morning or, or are you going to wait till you come up I, here
5: well, I I did have one quick question about my tomatoes, because we had so much rain this year that they the insides were growing faster than the skin, causing them to split. And yeah. I don't know if there's anything that you can do to keep them from splitting.
0: That's an irregular
1: watering. Uh, it, not really. Many of your hybrid varieties that have the thicker skin, uh, which was part of the hybridizing process so they would hold up to ship greater distances will be slower to split but if you even if if you have just an excessive amount even sometimes they can split as well but the majority of your heirlooms have really thin skin and it doesn't take much for them. The only way I can tell you to get around it some if they start showing just a smidgen of color like a quarter's worth in the top of them Pick them, take right. them in the house. They'll ripen just perfectly well in there. As long as you don't refrigerate them, you don't have to put them on a – you can put them on the kitchen counter, and they will ripen just right. perfect, perfectly fine 98% of the time. Uh, so that's one way. That's what I do if I see we're going to have, you know, a day or two of really heavy rainfall. I get my tail out and everything that's got color on it I picked before because I've got all thin skin heirlooms, and I know just an inch of rain overnight they'll go to split.
5: Well, these were Better Boy that I had harvested seeds from last year.
1: Well, you know the Better Boy's a hybrid, so when you take and save right. the seeds out of it, what you get the following year could be really close to it or nowhere remotely yes. close to it. It's like rolling the dice. Sometimes you get okay. a tomato that you'll really like that's part of the, you know, very similar to it, and sometimes you get something like where did you know what did that come from?
5: That's right. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Okay. Well major uh, we will parking lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. well just uh, make yourself comfortable and we'll uh, be down there in a few minutes and let you in. It's kind of like Mayberry. We, <laughs> yeah. right. Hear the show again. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh we'll uh, we'll talk to you in a few minutes, bud. Okay. All righty. That's Major Dave. He he's in town. He's not mm-hmm. in Virginia. All right. Uh 919-860-9783 Dan uh mentioned the uh, times and all for your big extravaganza next week at the Botanical Garden.
3: Yeah, uh, thanks, Mike. That's nine to two next Saturday, uh, the uh, 24th. Um, and we'll have uh, 150 different species of Southeastern native plants. I just sort of going over some of the highlights. We've got a lot of pollinator friendly plants, um, milkweeds, Joe pie weed bunch of golden rods like we were talking about earlier Uh, just a lot of really great herbaceous perennials and also some really beautiful uh, tree and shrub crops some pawpaws witch hazel uh, hydrangeas a bunch of um, hollies deciduous magnolias a lot of really a lot of diversity in our inventory all southeastern natives and uh, a great way to support local ecology.
0: I I recently uh, went up to Oxford uh, to visit uh, Johnny Coley, extension agent up there, Paul McKenzie, who's a neighboring Vance County. And Johnny sent me home with some pawpaws, and my car just smelled so nice mm. coming back. It's, an, it's such a uh, – I mean, it's a nice, sweet fragrance. And if you just want to cut a pawpaw open and get a spoon and, and start eating, you can do that if they're, if they're properly ripe. And you can you can make all kinds of stuff with, with them. Instead of making zucchini bread, you can make pawpaw bread. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, I, I just love the. So I, I, there was an article in I guess our state magazine about pawpaws, and a lady, the lady, the author was asked what what do they smell like. They said she said they smell like pawpaws, <laughs> and that's that's true. They there's no way to describe how they. Their fragrance, but if you've never eaten a pawpaw, eaten the the center part of it, it's uh, it's certainly not a challenge at all to do so. If you can find them, that's where the challenge is. Not everybody grows them. I,
1: I know where you can get some trees next weekend. That's right. <laughs>
3: Come on down to the plant sale.
0: What kind of growing conditions do pawpaws need? Uh, well
3: it was a floodplain species, so, uh, the, you know, they like ample moisture uh, and a little bit of overhead shade. Um, we have some growing in uh, full sun at the Botanical Garden, um, and they grow real fast. Um, but, I, you know, I think long-term, they like having a little protection from the summer sun. Do, yeah. do you have to have more than one? I'm not—I've never grown any, so will you— um, yeah, you do. They need to be their self. What we call sort of self incompatible. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to have. Um, it sounds this, like me. <laughs> self incompatible. <laughs> right. well, my you wife need, tells me. You need to have two distinct, uh, you know, individuals uh, yeah. for a good. I, I thought
1: I had remembered that from somewhere or another. I used to get a few questions at
3: the nursery from time to time, and. Yeah, sometimes if you're walking around in, you know, uh, you know, and, and around the creeks and rivers around here, you'll come across. Big stands of pawpaw, uh, you know, go on for an acre and almost no fruit, right? Because it's one big clone, like the aspens out in Colorado. Oh. So it's you know uh, they need a, they need uh, an infusion of some fresh blood. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, Johnny has uh, has a little crop of them going up there, and mm-hmm. he's doing a study on them. So mm-hmm. I guess he'll write up a report uh, for the extension service on that. But I, I did en- did enjoy uh, riding back with pawpaws. Mm-hmm sitting on the floorboard. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. 919-860-9783. It's 851.
2: You're listening to
0: the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Rufus. It's 8.55. Uh, this is the Weekend Gardener on WPTF. Mike Raley here. Uh, i got uh, my friend Gerald Adams over there from the Centennial Campus at NC State. Andrea Lane is in Mitchell County. She's a master gardener there. And Dan Stern is a director of, of the beautiful Botanical Gardens in Chapel Hill. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. Y'all were talking off the air about native plants. Gerald, you were saying that if the native azaleas, which are deciduous, may not have year-round interests, but the fragrance. The, the fragrance
1: is, is just eye-popping, and, and some of them a little more than others, but you're so used to, you see them, azaleas, say, oh, that's nice and pretty, and you keep on walking because that's all it is nice and pretty, no fragrance whatsoever. Uh, and the deciduous ones are just people do a double take when they walk by. And what am I smelling? What I mean, They don't even think it's the azalea. They're looking around for what it could possibly be before they finally realize. Is that
0: all of them or just certain?
1: I, I think the majority of them do. Some have, a, I guess, stronger, if it's the right word, um, fragrance than others uh, do. But it's, uh, you know, they're extremely they're extremely hardy if you, if you if you plant them in the right locations and some of them will get a lot bigger than others. You can just kind of plant them and let them go, do their thing. It's not something that you've got to get in there and do a lot of pruning and all that too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I was telling Dan years ago I planted some at the Governor's Mansion. I had to go all the way up in the mountains to yeah, purchase I was them because the... nobody had any locally yeah. for them. Uh, but they're the popularity is picking up, and if Dan and them got some next weekend, you need to get over to Chapel Hill and try yeah. so you some. You, you you'll have, be happy you did. Just you'll have plenty like of that. them, I assume.
3: Yeah, we'll have a few species. Uh, North Carolina's got incredible diversity of deciduous azaleas. We've got uh, you know some uh, early spring ones, um, sort of mm. mid-season, and then even some late ones. Um, Jill and I were talking about a couple species that – bloom in july uh and just uh, Mm -hmm. the time of year where nobody's thinking about azaleas but in addition Mm -hmm. to the fragrance they've also got this really delicate sort of spidery texture to the Mm -hmm. flowers that is really really lovely so we'll have some at the sale uh, next weekend yeah
0: andrea uh, deciduous azaleas up there do you have any in your landscape uh
2: we have one uh, smooth azalea growing on our um, on our road a wild one that's just beautiful
0: yeah, I remember Johnny Hood over uh, on Penny Road had had some had some growing in his uh, wooded area, some some native azaleas yeah. that were very pretty. of the
2: really delightful things about living in the mountains? After living in the Piedmont, is that um, I I see on my walks just around you know our land and our neighbors' land, um, you know I've spotted a lot of um, you know native plants. <laughs> And I don't necessarily recognize them right away because they're not quite as robust as the ones that we cultivate in an ornamental garden. Um, but that's been a nice, you know, I've seen uh, in the springtime yellow alexander and then the azaleas and witch hazel. Um, it's been really, really quite nice.
0: Mm. Wow, very inviting. Uh, but there there are a lot of others. Uh, the Joe Pye weed is, is always mm-hmm. so interesting. In summer, and uh, I'm sure a lot they're of that
2: still here.
0: Yeah, yeah. You so see a lot nice of that in the mountains. And, boy, if you don't, if you want something that grows, if you want an uh, a perennial that grows tall, <laughs> Joe Pye weed will will certainly certainly do mm-hmm. that, and uh, it's happy. A lot of these stand are happier in in sunlight. Uh, what about yeah. the the native azaleas? Are so they they prefer filtered light they do yeah they uh just like, they, they don't love
3: roasting in the sun so like you know some high filtered shade uh woodland setting is a great addition to a woodland garden
0: mm-hmm. okay i'm not sure i have any i guess i'm gonna have to dig something up yeah you've got
3: I, all that shade you've got now
1: mike
0: i've got plenty of shade oh i just don't know what to do i mean I, things things are too happy in my yard well if you got to have problems, that's, that's, that's it's a, a nice better thing. one to have. It's a nice <laughs> thing. I I, I got to stop planting stuff. Though. I gotta I gotta be more organized. More of the weekend gardener coming up.